Chris Langley stared at the bright newsprint lit up on the microfilm reader. The top headline leaped off page one. Missing barmaid, murdered. She squinted over the story of Diana Ferguson, a young woman found bludgeoned to death in the woods. In little over a week, it would be the 25th anniversary. A quarter of a century ago, Diana must have dressed and driven out as always. An evening like any other. By the end of the night, she was dead, her life extinguished like the other victims on fate's hit list. Most people had forgotten Diana by now. In the black and white yearbook photograph, she didn't smile. Straight, dark hair curtained her serious oval face. Diana had her arms crossed on a table, slender fingers too delicate to protect her from a killer. Chris flipped to a blank page in her notebook, scribbled Diana Ferguson, and stopped writing. Resurrecting the tragedy in her 25 and 50 years ago today column would catch readers' attention, but it seemed inappropriate. She jumped as Dex Wagner, the 70-year-old editor-in-chief of the Fremont Daily News, slapped a rolled-up newspaper against someone's desk. Jacqueline, why the hell didn't we have this theater group feature? The Fremont community players are in our own backyard. Suppressing a grin, Chris swung around in her seat. She could use a distraction right about now. Dex waved the competition paper in the air, red circles and slashes marking half the page. In her three weeks as editorial assistant, Chris had enjoyed Dex's tantrums. So far, none had been directed at her. Managing editor Jacqueline McCormack tossed back her blonde ponytail, gathered in a tan fabric scrunchie. She owned a world-class selection of ponytail holders that complemented her designer wardrobe. Chris couldn't help thinking of her as a 35-year-old cheerleader. Corporate Barbie. We ran a story last week in our entertainment section, Jacqueline said. They got the idea from us. Gosh, Dex, are you trying to blind me with that underlining? Dex paced to the oak bookshelves and back to Jacqueline's neat desk. His stomach bulged under a rumpled gray suit, and his wrists hung out of jacket sleeves a couple inches too short. I think we missed it. Trust me, Jacqueline said. I put a headline on it myself. You do read beyond the front, don't you, Dex? Grumbling under his breath, Dex opened the Greater Remington Mirror, a large daily that covered the ten towns in their readership area and more. Chris saw another column ballooned in red marker. He pressed his index finger against the lead paragraph, his penguin-patterned tie flapping as he stooped forward. What about the stabbing of that Miles kid? We should be talking to his family and we haven't even contacted them. For Christ's sake, do I have to keep track of everything? Relax, I'm working on that. Bruce Patrick, the police and court reporter, said from the doorway. He swaggered over and hopped onto the edge of Jacqueline's desk. I just got off the phone, he said. The parents are basket cases, but the siblings said I could come by tonight. And it's an exclusive. A 19-year-old college student had murdered his classmate, Scott Miles, in a fight that went too far. Chris had edited the obit stomach queasy as she cut beloved son and brother out of the text. Dex insisted such phrases only belonged in paid death notices.
Unlike the Diana Ferguson case, there was no mystery to this homicide. Many young people had witnessed the brawl, which started over a girl. It had lingered in her memory, though, a teenage boy who went to a party and left dead in an ambulance. Another individual singled out by fate, never suspecting he had no future. He picked the wrong girl. For that, he died.